I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We are standing by waiting for the president to take to the podium just outside the White House and deliver an address where it is expected that he will declare a state of emergency across the country. Now, what does that mean? It, uh, it means a number of things. Uh, this declaration, which is expected, will, uh, in a similar fashion uh, to the declaration of a state of emergency here in the state of Utah, uh, which was announced last Friday at 4.30 by Governor Gary Herbert, it essentially frees up resources. Uh, both money and manpower will be more readily available to combat the spread of this coronavirus. Now in the United States, uh, it has taken the life of 41 individuals, most of them in the uh, Seattle, Washington area, coming from that uh, assisted living facility. Uh, heartbreaking thing. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, we're doing okay. 41 deaths, hopefully not many more. And in an effort to combat that and to keep that number from growing and to slow the spread of the virus here in the United States, uh, it is the expectation that President Trump will in a moment uh, declare a state of emergency as he takes to the microphone just outside the White House. Before we hear from the president, I want to walk through some of the comments he has made recently on some of the various issues related to the coronavirus. It was uh, just yesterday he had this to say about the stock market. The stock market, as an example, is still much higher than when I got here. And it's taking a big hit, but it's going to all bounce back, and it's going to bounce back very big at the right time. Now, going back to Wednesday, the president made an announcement in an Oval Office speech saying that smart action today will prevent the spread of the virus tomorrow. Because of the economic policies that we have put into place over the last three years, we have the greatest economy anywhere in the world by far. Our banks and financial institutions are fully capitalized and incredibly strong. Our unemployment is at a historic low. This vast economic prosperity gives us flexibility, reserves, and resources to handle any threat that comes our way. Now, we have, as we have heard from experts and read advice by the Center for Disease Control, as well as the World Health Organization, and the experts brought together under the leadership of Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox as he heads up the uh, COVID-19 task force here in the state of Utah, we have learned uh, that, number one, washing your hands is important, and number two, it is a sad reality that our older population, it's older Americans uh, that are the most vulnerable. I think the numbers bear that out with the bulk of uh, the 41 deaths happening here in the United States taking place at that assisted living facility uh, just outside of Seattle, Washington. In fact, just across Lake Washington, uh, about uh, 10 miles 
uh, from Seattle is where the majority of the casualties uh, have come from this coronavirus. The president addressed this population in his remarks on Wednesday. The elderly population must be very, very careful. In particular, we are strongly advising that nursing homes for the elderly suspend all medically unnecessary visits. In general, older Americans should also avoid non-essential travel in crowded areas. Right now, as we stand by and wait for the president to deliver new remarks and new comments and possibly declare a state of emergency across the country regarding this uh, coronavirus, we're walking through some of the things he said, just so you understand uh, some of the attitudes and positions that he and his administration have taken uh, as we have uh, led up to this moment now, the uh, expected declaration of a state of our emergency. He talked to the president on Wednesday about vigilance. The elderly population must be very, very careful. The elderly population must be very, very careful. In particular, we are strongly advising that nursing homes for the elderly suspend all medically unnecessary visits. So we heard that already, and I apologize for that, but it is important and worthy uh, of hearing for a second time. Uh, The elderly population is so very vulnerable. And just because you and I uh, aren't over 60, uh, that does not mean that we should not think about them and that we should not tailor our behavior uh, around taking care of them. Uh, We've learned that there are so many different ways and places for this uh, virus to survive. It can uh, it can survive on cardboard. It can survive on plastic surfaces. And it, of course, can survive in our own breath and saliva. Uh, and so as we you know, make our decisions, uh, whether or not we're going to go into those bigger crowds, if we're going to go shopping or if we're going to visit our loved ones, uh, we need to keep this reality in mind that this older sector of the population is particularly vulnerable. The president on Wednesday, again, we're waiting for uh, President Trump to speak uh, today at a news conference. Right now, there is the lectern just positioned outside the White House. Uh, there's an American flag there. Uh, and he, in just a moment, it is expected, will announce and declare a national state of emergency over this coronavirus. And I I mentioned earlier what that means exactly. It is that the United States will then be, the federal government at least, will be in a much better position, a much more nimble position to uh, spend monies and deploy resources uh, than is currently the case. There's a lot of red tape. Uh, that goes into responding to emergencies. And when you declare something, uh, when you use the powers afforded you as president under the Stafford Act, uh, and we'll go into more detail later on about what uh, exactly is the Stafford Act, uh, you can be able to move much more nimbly. That was a point uh, I tried to make uh, last week as we learned that Governor Gary Herbert had declared a state of emergency here in the state of Utah in the absence of any casualties. Uh, There have been no deaths attributed to the coronavirus here in the state of Utah. We have learned just today that there are two more uh, confirmed cases in Summit County. These are out-of-towners that came to visit and brought it along with them, uh, and that uh, increases Utah's total number of confirmed cases. But uh, we're we're doing okay, and many folks, uh, myself included, would would attribute uh, that state of things to uh, the good work coming out of the Governor Herbert's office Uh, in his declaration of a state of emergency here in the state of Utah, which allows for, I think it was a $16 million last time I checked, in funding available to combat this, uh, and there will be much more uh, available, certainly after the signing of that big package uh, agreed upon 
by members of the House and Senate of last week, later signed uh, by the president, $8.3 billion. Uh, Let's talk for a second about timing. The president mentioned it in his uh, Wednesday address, the idea of timing and how it is so crucial to pay attention to it. We are at a critical time in the fight against the virus. We made a life-saving move with early action on China. Now we must take the same action with Europe. Now, the last thing I would like to so that's a reference, of course, to uh, the president's announcement uh, during that Wednesday uh, address delivered from the Oval Office that there will be a certain travel between the United States and Europe uh, that will be prohibited. Now, that doesn't apply to U.S. citizens uh, or U.S. nationals, uh, but it does uh, apply to many, many countless Europeans who would otherwise be traveling to the United States. Now, not all across Europe. Uh, it, mostly it is made up of uh, European Union nations, the UK, uh, of course, not a member of the European Union for uh, various reasons, not included in the president's prohibition on travel. Uh, last point I'd make uh, is has to do with politics. And the last little clip I'd like to share with you from President Trump coming from his Wednesday address deals with politics. It is very easy, depending on your political persuasion, to find fault in the other guy. Uh, And if I'm honest, there's probably good enough reason to find uh, fault in President Trump uh, and in Speaker Pelosi and all all the folks involved in this right now. But we're all uh, trying to figure this out uh, as we go along. And the president addressed this idea of, of politics and makes the assertion that this today While we stand in the midst of this uh, chaos and uncertainty, it is not the time for politics. We must put politics aside, stop the partisanship, and unify together as one nation and one family. As history has proven time and time again, Americans always rise to the challenge and overcome adversity. We were expected at uh, 1 o'clock to hear from the president. 1 o'clock Mountain Time, we were expecting to hear from the president, step out of the White House, up to the lectern, and deliver address. The other expectation being uh, that within his words, he would declare a state of emergency here. Uh, He has not yet done so. What I'm going to do right now is we're going to take a commercial break. Now, if the president comes to the microphone, we, in the middle of those commercials, will come right back. I'll introduce the president, and you'll hear exactly what he has to say. Uh, Otherwise, uh, meet me back here after the break on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.